Before we start our story, we invite you to join the Circle Round Club. As a member, you can get ad-free episodes, bonus bedtime stories, early access to Circle Round events, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Join now and support the public radio podcast you love at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Think about some things you can do to be fair, like listening to other people's ideas with an open mind or making sure you tell the truth. There's a lot we can do to be fair and just. But in today's story, we'll meet a man who disregards all these things, even though being just is actually his job. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today our tale is called The Unjust Justice. Versions of this story come from Turkey, as well as the region in Central Asia that includes the countries of Tajikistan, Afghanistan, and Uzbekistan. Some really great people came together to bring you our telling of this folktale, including actress, comedian, and singer-songwriter Jackie Tone. You grown-ups may recognize Jackie from Glow on Netflix. So, circle around, everyone for the unjust justice. Once upon a time, in a small town, there lived a justice. Justice is basically a fancy word for judge. The justice was new to the job and to the town, so nobody knew him very well. But since he was a judge, it was assumed he was an intelligent man not to mention fair and trustworthy. The truth is, the justice was an intelligent man. He'd gone to the best of schools and graduated top of his class. But as for fair and trustworthy, well, listen to the rest of our tale and see what you think. One day, a stranger arrived in town. His overalls were faded and covered in sawdust, and hanging from his belt were a hammer, screwdriver, and tape measure. Months earlier, the man had left his home and his family on the other side of the country to find work as a carpenter. Since then, he'd wandered far and wide, building bookshelves here, remodeling homes there, and had managed to scrape together a decent amount of savings. The carpenter was looking to make just a little more money before traveling back to his family. So he was thrilled when the new justice hired him to fix up his house. You see, the justice had just moved into a home that was owned by the previous judge. The house was all the way at the edge of town, and it was very, very old. The carpenter could see it definitely needed work. Thank you, Your Honor, for taking me on. I'm a very fast worker, and I think you'll be pleased with the results. Well, this ramshackle place couldn't get any worse than it already is. Anything you do is bound to be an improvement. But tell me, where are you staying while you're in town? Where do you sleep? The carpenter shrugged. I'm actually camping out in the forest, not far from your place. It's far less expensive than a boarding house or hotel. I'm trying to save up as much money as I can before returning to my family. I see. The judge paused and stroked his chin. And how much money would you say you've saved up so far? Well, I've been working very hard as I've traveled across the country. 
I must have saved up at least a half a dozen bags of gold coins by now. The judge's eyes grew wide. Half a dozen bags of gold coins, you say? But where are you keeping them? Surely you're not stashing all that money in your tent in the woods. Someone could come by during the day and steal them while you're working. Or worse, they could sneak over at night and pickpocket you in your sleep. Now it was the carpenter's eyes that grew wide. The thought of all those hard-earned gold coins vanishing just like that made him shiver. Well, gosh, I never considered the possibility of someone taking all my savings. I really should keep those coins somewhere safe. Yes, you should. But you don't want to go to the trouble of opening a bank account. You're only in town for a short while, after all. You need someone fair. Someone trustworthy to guard all those gold coins for you. Now let me see. Who could that be? Again, the judge stroked his chin. The carpenter stroked his chin, too. Hmm. Well, I've been working so many hours here at the edge of town that I haven't really met anyone. Well, nobody except for... <gasps> Wait! What if you guarded my gold coins? Me? Yes, you. You're a justice after all. And I can't think of anyone more fair or trustworthy than a justice. The justice smiled. Well, I am honored that you've chosen me. And let me tell you, I will watch every single one of those gold coins like a hawk. I'll even hold on to your salary each week and add that to the stash, too. The carpenter leaped up in the air with joy. Thank you, Your Honor. Now, time to get to work. Over the next few weeks, the carpenter rebuilt walls and floors, staircases and ceilings. And what he said was true. He was a fast worker, and the justice seemed very pleased with the results. Once the carpenter had installed the very last window, he packed up his tools and approached the justice with a spring in his step. Your Honor, the job is done, and I've finally saved up enough money to go back home again. So, may I please have my bags of gold coins now? The justice furrowed his brow. He looked at the carpenter as if the man had sprouted an extra arm and two extra heads. Bags of gold coins? What bags of gold coins? The carpenter was confused. The half a dozen bags of gold coins you were keeping safe for me. The ones you said you'd watch like a hawk? The judge threw up his hands. I don't know what you're talking about. Look at you, with your ragged clothing covered in sawdust. There's no way you could own half a dozen bags of gold coins. But I do own them. Plus, the salary you've been holding on to for every week that I've worked on your house. Worked on my house? I have no idea what you're talking about. In fact, I've never even seen you before. Get out of my house at once, or I'll have you arrested. The expression on the justice's face was so very serious, so very grave, the carpenter didn't know what else to do. He pulled on his coat and rushed out the door. I can't believe this. The justice has gone and taken all of my money. So much for fair and trustworthy. 
That guy is a total cheat. It was almost dinner time, and the carpenter was very hungry. But thanks to the justice, he didn't have a penny to his name. The carpenter did have his tools, however. So he decided he'd sell some of them at a pawn shop. At least then he could make enough money to buy something to eat. As he headed toward the center of town, he felt so dejected he hung his head low. Suddenly... Oh, excuse me. Excuse me? He bumped into someone. A woman. She was scrambling to pick up two bags of groceries that had fallen to the ground. I'm so sorry. Here, let me help you. As the carpenter squatted down to put the woman's groceries back in her bags, she gazed at him. Excuse me for asking, but when you were walking just now, you looked so very sad. Is everything all right? The carpenter's eyes welled up with tears. Well, since you asked, no, ma'am. Everything is not all right. It's not all right at all. Tell me, what happened? So the carpenter took a deep breath and told the woman everything. How he'd worked so hard fixing up the justice's house, and how the justice had swindled him out of his entire savings, plus his salary. I mean, what a mess, right? I'm a stranger in this town. I'm far from home, and now I'm totally broke. What am I going to do? Now, it just so happens that the woman the carpenter had bumped into was the town grocer. And she had a reputation for being very kind, very generous, and very clever. As she listened to the carpenter's story, her heart went out to him, and her mind concocted a plan. You're right, my friend. This is a mess. But I think I know a way to get you out of it. And if it works, you'll definitely get justice. From the justice. What do you think the clever grocer is planning? We'll find out after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get back to our story, have you heard about the Circle Round Club? It's a super fun way to support the public radio podcast you love and get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with special Circle Round Club swag, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, ad-free episodes, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today our story is called The Unjust Justice. When we left off, a 
clever grocer was hatching a plan to help a carpenter. The carpenter had been working for the new court justice. He'd also been keeping all of his money with the judge, and now the judge refused to give back a cent. In fact, the judge claimed he didn't even know the carpenter. So the grocer told the carpenter that as soon as the sun went down, she would pay the judge a visit. Here's what I want you to do. Meet me at the justice's house. I'll go inside, but I want you to stay outside and peek through the window. As soon as you see me put both my hands on a giant chest, I want you to walk through the door and ask the justice for your gold coins, as if you'd never asked for them before. The carpenter was puzzled, but he agreed to meet the grocer at sundown. Then he headed back to his campsite. The grocer, meanwhile, headed home, where her young daughter was waiting. She greeted the girl with a hug and a kiss. Hello, darling. The grocer then knelt down and whispered something in her daughter's ear. The girl smiled and followed her mother upstairs. There, the two of them changed into their fanciest dresses and best jewelry. Then they walked to the grocery store. The shop was closed for the day, so they unlocked the door. Then they got a giant chest and began filling it with the heaviest items on the shelves. Watermelons, cantaloupes, great big bags of flour and rice. After cramming everything in there, they closed the chest's lid. All right, darling, you know what to do. Follow me to the justice's house and stay hidden outside. When you see the carpenter come walking out the door, that's your cue. Just before the sun slipped below the horizon, the grocer and her daughter heaved the giant chest of groceries onto a small wagon. Then the grocer pulled the wagon all the way to the justice's house, with her daughter following behind. The carpenter was waiting outside. Okay, friend, are you ready? Readier than ever. The carpenter hid himself next to a window as the grocer pulled her wagon to the front door. She rang the doorbell. When the justice saw the grocer's elegant clothing and glittering jewelry, he ushered her and her wagon inside. Welcome, welcome! How can I help you? The grocer took a deep breath. Your Honor, my husband is a merchant. He's been away on business for a long time now, and my young daughter and I have no idea when he will return. His absence leaves a hole in our hearts. So the two of us are going to journey across the country to see him. We leave first thing tomorrow. The justice stared at the grocer's emerald earrings sparkling in the light. He was definitely intrigued. All right, so what can I do? And if I may ask, what's in the wagon? The grocer gestured toward the giant chest. The justice noticed the diamond ring gleaming on her finger. Well, this chest contains every single treasure in my home. All my money, plus silver, crystal, and precious gemstones. Aside from the ones I'm wearing, of course. The justice reached down and tried lifting the chest. He felt how heavy it was. His hands shook with greed. My, this chest must weigh a ton. It sure does. And with so many priceless treasures... I'd rather not take them along on such a long and dangerous voyage. What I need is someone fair, someone trustworthy, to guard all my treasures until my family and I return. And I wonder if that someone 
could be you. The justice's hands shook even more. Me? Yes, you. You are a justice after all, and I can't think of anyone more fair or trustworthy than a justice. The justice smiled. Oh, there's just one thing. The justice frowned. What's that? How can I be absolutely certain that my treasures will be safe with you? And more importantly, that you'll give it back when I return. As you know, it's so very dear to me. The grocer reached down and, with a flourish, she placed both her hands on the giant chest. Well, that was the carpenter's cue. He'd been watching through the window all this time, and when he saw the grocer place her hands on the chest, he came walking through the door. Good evening, Your Honor. Now that I'm done fixing up your house, may I please have my bags of gold coins and my salary? I've finally saved up enough money to go back home to my family. The justice beamed at the carpenter, as if earlier that day he hadn't so rudely thrown the man out. Oh, my friend, so you're going already, are you? I sure will miss your company, but I appreciate your beautiful craftsmanship. Of course, you may have your gold coins. The justice raced out of the room and came back carrying the carpenter's half a dozen bags of gold coins, plus his salary from the past few weeks. He handed all of the money to the carpenter. Here you are, good sir. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. The carpenter flashed a grateful smile at the grocer, then waltzed out the door with his savings. The justice turned to the grocer with a grin. You see, there's no one more fair or trustworthy than I. Not only did I guard this humble carpenter's money with my life, but I gave it right back to him just as he asked. Now, he grabbed the handle of the grocer's wagon, ready to roll the giant chest out of the room. About your treasure. Just then, who should come running through the door but the grocer's young daughter, right on cue. Mother, mother, I have such wonderful news. What is it, daughter? It's father. He's home again. The grocer clapped her hands in delight. That is wonderful news. Now we won't have to leave tomorrow and journey across the country to see him. Then she grabbed the wagon handle from the very surprised justice and held it tight. It was so kind of you to offer to watch my treasure for me, Your Honor. But as you can see, your fair and trustworthy services are no longer needed. Good night. Then the clever grocer rolled the wagon out the door, her young daughter by her side. As for the justice, remember, he was an intelligent man. And as he watched the giant chest roll out of sight, suddenly it dawned on him. He realized that after trying to dupe the carpenter and the grocer, it was the justice himself who had been duped. And being duped was not a very nice feeling. From then on, the justice decided he wouldn't try to trick anyone else. Instead, he went out of his way to be fair and trustworthy and to dole out true justice, just as a justice should. Now it's your turn. 
Pick a grown-up in your life and talk about ways you can show justice and fairness each and every day. Maybe you can take turns when playing a game with friends or stand up for someone who's being treated unfairly. All those things can make a difference. This week's story, The Unjust Justice, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear, and edited by Circle Round's executive producer, Jessica Alpert. Original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Our intern is Gabby Merzowski. Special thanks to this week's actors, Evan Casey, Jeff Song, Sophie Williams, and Jackie Tone. Grown-ups, you can see Jackie on the Netflix series Glow. And kids, listen for Jackie's voice in a new animated musical series she's producing with Kristen Bell. Doe, Ray, and Me will be available on Amazon. The featured instrument in today's story was the acoustic guitar. You can learn more about this stringed instrument and see a picture on our website, wbur.org slash circle round. Be sure to subscribe to Circle Round on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please write us a review. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling round with us.